Hey, welcome to the show. We are on Get Out There and Get Known podcast, where we will be talking with Roz Miller-Choice. Right after this, you'll hear her come up. Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey there. So Roz Miller-Choice, she's a trailblazer, and she is in what they call the expert industry. She is known as the expert maker, and she has an uncanny way to help people really uncover their genius. So we're going to talk with her. We'll talk a little bit about her backstory. She started out in television broadcasting and how she got into this done-for-you kind of service with the uh, Ecuador Press and the production that she does. And also, too, she's learned a certi- certification from Gary V. You know, I hear me talk about Gary Vaynerchuk all the time about building a personal brand training. And so this is some of the things that um, social media intersects with I guess you would say online goes offline because I actually knew Roz from Clubhouse for many, many uh, months. And then we ran into each other in Washington, D.C. So that was really cool at Dr. Sherwood's event. So it's really good when you put people together and they are the same offline as they are online. So with that, I'm going to bring up Roz Miller. How are you? <laughs> Hello. Hey, Pam. Hello, Dr. Pam Perry. Ah, uh, thank you. Dr. Thank Perry. you. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here talking about a lot of things. And, you know, we talk about on Clubhouse all the time about how to position yourself as an expert, how to get out there and get known. And that's mm-hmm. what this podcast is about. So just before we get into like the steps that are involved in that, give us a little bit of your background because your background came out of media. So I always talk about how I like to bring on my PR colleagues and my media colleagues. And so I want them to kind of hear like where you came from. All right. So I was a journalist, a television broadcast journalist in the New York market. Um, oddly enough, that is the market that I started in. Usually, um, Journalists tend to go around the country first and hit several markets and then eventually get to the New York market. But that was not my story. I started there. And number that was market. the market. That I, yeah, that mm-hmm. the number one market. And that was the market that I grew up in. I'm from New York originally. And um, I was thinking about it just before this broadcast. I had to take my mind back several years of when I started this. Um, my first job was at the New York City Public Station, WNYC TV. Oh. And the, in order to get in, because I had sent resumes out across the country and could not find a job, but found one right there in the number one market. Wow. Uh, but my first job was a volunteer job, Pam. What? Did not. I was a reporter for um, City Hall. My first job was in covering politics at New York City Hall. It was a volunteer job. There was an executive producer who would do all of the interviews with the councilman and with the mayor. And then I would come in and back then you physically had to take tapes from City Hall 
back to the station. <laughs> I do the voiceover and uh, and then the show with the news show would air that night. But in order to make money, I ended up also taking a part-time job as a radio news reporter while simultaneously in Staten Island, I worked as a newspaper reporter. So I was doing television, radio, and news print all at one time, just to all make money. That's, that's my beginning. But and I want people to understand that because people think that um, going into media is such a great thing, and it really is. But at the very beginning, when you're just starting out, you really are um, starting at the bottom and you don't make a lot of money. A lot of journalists don't make a lot of money when they're just starting out. Sometimes they do want you to work for free. And it's like, you go to college, you graduate, and then, okay, you got a job, but you work for free. It's like, how does that work? But because it's quote unquote, like a glamour field, they know that there are a lot of people that want to do that and that would do it for no money. So that is why. So I want people to always understand that when you see a reporter who is working in the field know that they start they didn't start there they you may want to be on don lemon show or any of these type of uh shows but you asked them where they started and realized yes. that they had to come up through the ranks and they had to know how to write they had to know how to work with the deadlines dealing with all the different personalities every single day and just remind you that it's a lot of stress but then there's zero money or very little money at the very beginning in the beginning so absolutely you mm-hmm. and you, you you have to earn your stripes You know, you have to learn how to be a reporter. You have to learn the industry. You have to learn how to tell a story. And it's in that learning of how to tell a story, one, and how to interview people, two, in order to uncover information from someone. Those are the two things that I have taken from my years and years um, of being a New York City reporter that I now do in my current job as a brand strategist, helping people to uncover their genius. I get to, let's see, how do I put this? I get to uncover, delve into, ask the right questions so that we expose your expertise. And then I help them to package that information, right? So I've utilized my interviewing uh, skills and Mm -hmm. then I've now packaged it and helped them to tell their story. Storytelling is what journalists, journalists do. And Mm -hmm. I earnestly am incredibly good at that. That's sort of my superpower, being able to tell people's story and the ability to uncover what they don't even realize they know and being able to show them the value in what they've learned, experienced, um, been trained in, and so on. So one of the things, too, is clarity is really, really key. We talk about that on Clubhouse every single night. So someone who um, basically has had a career for a decade or two and they want to pivot and do something different and they want to be a speaker and an author, how would they, what would be the step number one, two, and three that they would have to do? Say they were working in corporate America, they were executive level, they were C-suite, and now they want to get out there and get known. So what are the top three things that um, they would need to do to make that pivot to launch a I guess you say a new career as a almost a celebrity or expert thought leader. I think this is something that I deal with on a regular basis. This is what my business is built on, basically. And step one is to figure out what it is that you want to be known for. What mm. is that thing that you want to share? And that 
thing might be a passion of yours. Um, it could be something that you've trained in. It may not be what you've done for years in your C-suite job. It mm -hmm. may be something that you have overcome, right? Decide what that thing is that you want to share with the world. Step mm -hmm. two is now package it. Get it out of your mind in terms of the information and put it in a format okay. that now can be utilized. That format can become your book. That format can become the format for your speech. That format can become a um, format for your consulting on whatever that subject is. Is it always necessary for a book? Um, because I, I'm, I'm a literary publicist, so I love books, obviously. So that's like my, that's my thing, my strong suit. So I always say it's easier to pitch the media when you do have a book or it's easier for people to understand who you are if you have a book. Even if it's not a quote unquote regular book, it could be an ebook. Mm -hmm. So, do you recommend uh, a that type of you know printed product first uh, before they actually start really delving into the other parts of their expertise? No, not necessarily. I agree with you. A book adds some serious credibility. I think once you say, "I have a book." then people take you more seriously because they know you've taken the time to get your thoughts together and organized and went through the changes. And there are a lot of um, steps that you have to go through in order to get a book published. But I don't necessarily think that it has to be the first thing. I think that it should be going on in the background. You should be working yes. on it, but don't mm -hmm. let not having a book stop you or slow up your process yes. of going ahead and being a thought leader. You probably already have what it takes to do that. Mm -hmm. So what I, some of the things that I do when I work with people is that they're a thought leader. So leave with some thoughts. I always say that. So what are your thoughts? So if you can't put it in the book and it does take a, a, a while to get the book together and it's a whole perfectionist thing that people have about these books, yes. <laughs> but they can go forward with a blog. So that means that mm -hmm. okay, I'm a corporate executive. I really want to pivot into my own brand. I buy my name.com number one. Okay. So let's start there. So buymyname.com, that means that I have a .com. That means I have a website. And on that website will be the bio. And that's where you have to know what do you want to be known for. Because so many times, and, and Roz, this is, this is a thing, right? With Speakers Magazine, uh, with the Ready, Set, Go, Speak, whenever people want to know more about you, say, give me your bio. Your bio was great. I loved your bio. Um it's, it's, it's short, it's succinct. It gets to the point of what your target audience needs to know about you. What happens when people, when they have a long career, they want mm. to tell everything. Mm. They want to make sure that they tell every award they had, that they want the spelling bee in the fourth grade. I mean, they, <laughs> want, they want to say everything. And I'm like, right. oh my God, it's a, it's a bio, not an obit, okay? So <laughs> let's be clear. So how do you help people drill down their bio so that what are the, the steps in terms of, okay, I have this bio, I have this career. How do I now shape it? So if they're a speaker and an author and they want to be booked as a speaker in, I don't know, corporate America, what should that bio say? And then maybe they have another bio that's for churches. That's fine. You could do that too. But explain to people how, when 
bythename.com. Now we go to the website. The most visited page is about page. So we need to have that bio. So give them some steps of how you help them create their their bio, their working bio for say for the website. And then we could talk about the one sheet on another another thing. But no, how do we start with the bio? So I think it becomes for me, you start off with bullet points yes, and that outline. What what have you done? What have you accomplished? Who are mm-hmm. you associated with in terms of organizations? What are your titles that are relevant, relevant to the speaking gig that you currently want or mm-hmm. how you want to currently portray yourself? Right. And I think you've made a very, very, very good point in terms of you get to have more than one bio. Yeah. You absolutely do. Because one bio isn't um, every each of your bios isn't for everyone. You know, you don't have to blanket it. You don't have to tell all of it in uh, one place. It, it, it is, a lot of it is just irrelevant. So bullet point, and then look at each of those bullet points and go, hmm, does this have anything to do with what I'm pitching right now? Yes. If the answer is no, it goes. Doesn't have to go 100% away, just onto another bio where That's it true. is relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and when it comes to speaking, you want to, it, it's the same thing with, with selling products and services. Your job is to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. And what are those points within your own experience that are relevant toward solving the problem for the booker? And mm-hmm. your website should not only have your bio, and, and I'm sure that, you know, I know that that's the question that you asked, asked me, but one of the other things that I see way too often, and I'm surprised by, but this is what it is. Um, you have to have professional photographs. Mm-hmm. It, yes. that, isn't, that isn't a luxury, it's a necessity, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. You've gotta have beautiful photographs of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it'd be nice, you won't necessarily have them when you first start off, but as soon as you've done your sp- first speaking engagement, you need to have photos of you speaking. The last thing that is to me a must is a video. You know, yes. of course, I spent that many years in television. Yeah. In broadcast. I always talk video. Oh yeah, a picture video. is. Let me say, video. a picture is worth a thousand words. A video is worth a million. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, right. so you should also have a a um, your speakers reel up there. Yes, as well. Yes. Those are one of the key things and you can get booked and on your way as a speaker, consultant, people understand what your messaging is all about. I want to go back to, uh, okay, he says, thank you. Thank you, Samuel. <laughs> he says, both of you are experts. One of the things that I like that you said is that the photos. So typically, I wouldn't say more than often, uh, African-Americans, Black people are very visual. They're very visual and they will have photos. They will have good photos. They will get the photo shoot, especially ladies. They love photo shoots. They like to feel like a celebrity and a star. <laughs> but then they'll, they'll, they'll not have the bio written right or they won't have the, the one sheet uh, mm-hmm. or they won't have the other marketing pieces that are needed to, or they won't have their talking points of what it is that they're speaking. They have great photos. And I said, how can you do a photo and have a photo shoot and not have the 
what what those photos are going to stand for based on the bio and the messaging that you have. And so I do this thing in my uh, branding accelerator called it's a, a brand photo shoot and you give it to the photographer so they know what it is. So are you casual? Are you dressed? Are you talking mm-hmm. to corporate? Mm-hmm. Are you talking to young people? You, you know, mm-hmm. do you want a crowd of people around you? I mean, it's like, so the whole brand of the photo shoot needs to coincide with your messaging, the story. Absolutely. The first question you said, what do you want to be known for? What do you want to be known for? So if you want to be known for, uh, say a, a stylist, then obviously you're going to have different type of uh, props or different type of clothes. Mm-hmm. If you want known as a corporate executive, obviously you got the computer sitting at the desk and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I have someone who is in waste management. She was in an industrial plant, right? That's what she's known for. So the the photographer will know what props to give you and then also what where to put you in in terms of placement like are you outside are you inside you know so it gives a it gives so much more so people will have the photos but it's like okay we need to know where we're going with this strategy where and i think you're right um we we probably should not have skipped over this it really really valid point and that is what is your message and you have to be able to say that in my mind in less than 30 seconds you have Mm -hmm. to be able to say it you have to be able to spell it out it should be clear. It should be concise. You should be able to say who you are, what you do, who you do it for, the oh, way yeah. that you do it in terms of what makes you different. Because there's really very little, except for some tech stuff, um, that is new under the sun. Somebody else is probably doing what you are doing. But mm-hmm. you, you bring something unique and different to it. And that's your brand. So... For instance, with me, my message is simple. I'm Roz. They call me the expert maker. I transform people from being the best kept secret into the go-to person in their industry. That is the way you should be able to quickly say who you are and what you do. And once you have that, once you have that sentence, it what happens is it clarifies it for you and you have to be the first one to understand very clearly who you are and what you do before you're able to communicate it out to someone else and once you have that you're able to put together your marketing material your bio writing your bio becomes a lot easier oh yeah putting together your website becomes a lot easier Writing copy becomes a lot easier. It's amazing what that one sentence will do for you in terms of clarification, direction, and your path. And I think that's what most people really want is clarity. They want clarity. They want someone to see the blind spots that they don't see. They want that clarity. So I'm going to take a quick break, come back. We're going to, then we're going to talk about how you help people get clarity because that's the number one thing. And I always tell people, I said, I'm not a magician. I can't give you clarity. I said, I can't wave a magic wand. So let's talk about how we really pull that out of them. So we'll be right back after this. Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine. I 
I know that you probably have a message that you want to reach the masses. And you've been doing it for a long time. It's just, I just need that big break. Enter in the Brain Accelerator Program, where we bring to you 10 key experts that will give you access to their brain and to their resources so that you can accelerate. I know that in order to really grow my influence and my impact, I've got to get on media. I've got to be seen. So I've had other publicists that have worked with me in the past, but Pam doesn't just focus on where you are right now. She focuses on where you're going and what publicity, what media is in alignment with that. It's so much easier when people have clarity. It is clarity. That is the number one. So I say that I can help you get out there, get known, build your brand. But first you have to have clarity. And so pulling that out of people, not that I can't, but sometimes I'll pull it out of people and they're all in agreement this week. Yeah. And then next week, they say, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, we've already started building stuff. Like, how, So how do you deal with that, Roz? Like, how do you help people understand their clarity and then stick with the clarity because they'll go looking this way and that way. And then they're, they're not clear. So how, help me understand how to really pull the clarity out of people, because I'm telling you, it's like, that's the number one thing. Cause really, I've never had the problem of people. Are you getting some feedback? Because I hear a little bit. No, no. All right. Maybe on my end. Um, I've never had the problem of once someone gets clear, they decide to fall off the wagon <laughs> and no longer be clear. That's got to be pretty frustrating. Um, mm -hmm. I think what happens is when I help someone get clear on their message, there is such an aha moment for them where they're like, of course, that's what I, that's what I do. And that's, what's been kind of rambling around in my head. Yes, that's me. That's what I do. So um, I think for me, and again, th this is my genius zone to be able to uncover someone's genius. Once, once that's done, once I have asked the right questions, mm -hmm. including, because that's a big, big part. It's asking the right questions, whether I do it or you do it for yourself. Asking yourself, who am I? What, what do I feel is my calling? Mm. What are my passions? What would I do if money were no object? Yes. Who would I be? Who have I been hiding from in terms of myself mm. and avoiding and shunning? Who am I really? Um, and who do I want to help? Who, do, who, who is in my heart to help? And how do I want to help them? When you ask yourself those questions, that's what mm. brings the clarity for you. Yes. And I will say this. And being often, honest with yourself, right? It's just yes. like. Yeah, absolutely like, you have to be honest with yourself i have run into people who usually it's the very very talented and creative ones those are yes. the troublemakers the where they've got a zillion people. talents and a zillion ideas and ideas mm -hmm. <laughs> those are the troublemakers once you get them 
in, in an alignment, in alignment, then, um, then they're good to go. It's easy. Who am I? Who do I serve? How do I serve them? And how am I different? That is it. That is it. And it's also too, you can ask like maybe five people that are close to you, how they see you. That's excellent. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut across you, but that's so good yes. because your friends or colleagues are going to see some things in you that you mm-hmm. haven't recognized yet. That's true. That is so true. And if you see that they all are saying the same thing, then that's your strand. That's that's the thing that ties it together. So I'll give you an example of uh, Dr. Geneva Williams. Doctor, mm-hmm. I, I love talking about Dr. Geneva because for a long time, she was in a 40 years in a nonprofit career as an executive. And she was a leader. And she always thought that, well, my 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 thing I'm going to, when I quote unquote retire, I'm going to do leadership. Everybody does leadership. But what was different about her leadership? So we went through a couple of years and she's a really good collaborator and facilitator. I mean, just has these skills. Leader, leadership skills, her first book uh, was about leadership. But really it became, and, and we couldn't figure out what audience that she wanted to talk to. She thought it was younger people. Well, at a certain point in time, when, you, when you're when you older, as you get older, and then your staff is younger, then you are talking to younger people. But once you leave the work world and you're going out into the world to work with other people, who is going to hire you to do what? So <laughs> she asked people, and over and over again, they would always say, "We what we love about you is you're so vibrant. You're just so vibrant. I mean, we're talking like in her 60s, in her 70s. You're just so vibrant. Doesn't matter. You're just vibrant. So one of the things is like, ah, you know, everybody has that, right? She has this panache about herself, the way she dresses and just, you know, just so fly and vibrant. I mean, just literally not realizing just how that is different, especially as as women age and they're over 60, 65. You know, you're still like up to date and and stylish. And Mm -hmm. so finally... She entered a contest. I entered into a pageant called uh, Miss Black Fit and Fine Over 50. Oh, I love it. Okay. She was the, at the very, she was the eldest person in the pageant and not the the typical ones that would always win, usually some fitness person or whatever, but she's an executive, right? She's never been in a beauty contest. She won. (laughs) So that was her confirmation with the sash and the crown and the whole bit. She did the photo shoot and it was like, wow. So we took those photos and said, okay, this is further confirmation. We're going to take these photos, submit it to an agent. She got a commercial. She got on television. She began, uh, got on billboards. I mean, it was like, okay, you're vibrant. Let's package that like what you would do. Let's package it. What is your thing that you're going to do? And she would package the Vibrant Life Blueprint. And oh, oh I love course, that. And what she speaks on because it's what she lives. It was so close to what she does that it's like, doesn't everybody do this? No. And that's the thing. Oh my goodness, Pam, that's the thing. That's the ticket right there. Mm-hmm. When you, and that's another good question to ask yourself. What is it that you can do yeah. that comes so naturally that you can't figure out why others can't do it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You answer that question, you have figured out your calling. You have figured yes. out your thing. Yes. And so that is that. Oh, my goodness. That's a perfect example of that. I love yes. that story. Where someone is just really telling you over and over again the things that you do so naturally, whether it's 
sewing, cooking, speaking, uh, extemporaneously, just, you know, just things that are so natural that you take for granted, but you can package it up in different ways to be that highly paid expert. So talk Absolutely. about some of the packaging of things. So for Geneva, it was an online course, but what other things do you help people? We talked about the books, but what other kind of things can you pull together for them for their, I guess, expert products or expert uh, arsenal, I guess you would say. Well, online, um, things that are a product that is an online training is one of the biggest things that we do. The other things would be services. Whether you become a speaker, we will package um, your speaking, turn it into a workshop, not only just a one-time speech, we turn it into consulting. Um, Let's see what else, of course, books. And when I talk about books, we always have, you know, we tend to the extra mile. So our our authors are also not only going to write a physical book, they're going to turn it into a Kindle and it's also going to be an audio book as well. And some yeah. of our clients would prefer doing an audio book. So sometimes they start that way. So there's so many, 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 many products that you can offer that way. Live events as well. I love live events. I always tell people that doing a signature event is a great way to, one, get the marketing materials that you need, you know, trying to get that actual good footage, to get those good photos, the testimonials, all. It's it's a marketing event. It is a live event where you're giving value, but you do a marketing event to get all the pieces of the puzzle that you need. And then also, too, you can invite your prospective clients to yes. this live event that you will do for free, right? So they understand, they see you in action. That's a great, That's well, I love oh live my goodness, events. Live events are great. Because the other thing I've learned is that it also becomes a teaching tool for you. Mm-hmm. When you're at a live event, you're going to get live feedback. You'll yes. know where your shortcomings are with people asking you certain questions. It's like, ah, why didn't I, why didn't they know that? It's because I didn't cover it well enough. I didn't cover mm-hmm. it in a way that communicated the information. So um, live events, I was thinking about one that I did in Fort Lauderdale a couple of years ago. Loved it. I did my Uncover Your Genius workshop and, and it was at a, like a career center. And mm-hmm. the group of people that came, it was, I will tell you, Live live events are, I would compare them to live theater compared to television for right. an actor. You're going to get that instantaneous response from your audience. And it's an amazing teaching tool. You mm-hmm. will gather so much more information that will help you as you move forward in creating other products and services, because I do believe in multiple streams of income. So um, you don't want to only create one product and put all of your eggs in in one basket because your clients um, will learn in different ways and want to experience you in different ways. And also too, when you have a live event versus like television, you know who's in the room. So who is your ideal customer? So sometimes you may think, okay, my customer is this age and they're doing this or whatever. And you're just kind of like not really for sure. But when they show up live, 
you can actually see who they are. Who is your avatar? Your avatar becomes real. And that is, that's why I love it so much because I can actually see who the avatar is for this particular client. So just find more of them. You can go and talk to them. It's almost like a mini focus group without it being a yes. focus group. So yeah, that, yeah, that is, that is so key. So I tell people all the time, you can use the live event, and then it can be a you can take pieces of it, and it can be a part of a course. It can be part of a workshop. It's just, uh, it can be costly putting it on, but think of it as a marketing event, a marketing. Right. It's an investment. Mm-hmm. Period. That's one it, of the it things. It really is. And, and so, you know what? You made a very good point about avatars and really drilling down on who was attracted to your message because mine changed after doing a live event as well. I always thought that my market was going to be women, um, just in general, women. And then of course there were other things, but men kept showing up. Ah, that that happened to Nicole as well. Nicole Barbers Jones, the same thing. Yes. Men would show up. And my television show, uh, we, I don't think we mentioned that I am the host of a television show called The Expert Maker, which yeah. airs on Roku, Apple TV, and on Amazon Fire. And I, when we look at the analytics of who's watching that show, it skews men, male. That was surprising to me. So you wow. don't know until a lot of that will certainly mm-hmm. um, burst any myths that you may have had about who you are and who you're going to attract. And that's why I like Clubhouse too, because that's how we met. So on Clubhouse, we got to talk and hear each other and see, quote unquote, see other people in the room. You don't really see right. them, see them. But <laughs> but for the most part, it is mostly women that come into the room. But there are a few men that come in there. But mm-hmm. you can kind of just tell. And that's why I like Clubhouse. The uh, speaker's PR and branding room is every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 o'clock. So we, we usually have those things where we're talking about speaker PR and branding. And, and people come up to the stage and, and give their scenarios and things like that. But I like the, the fact that, one, they come to you. They have a, somewhat of an idea of really what they want to position themselves as an expert. You mm-hmm. pull that out of them. I then tell them that they need to buy their name.com. They need to really figure out those photos and those bios. Just figure that part out. We got to really help you get that. You can either do the Brand Accelerator program to help you get those pieces together. You do Roz's program. But the whole point of it is, is that if you're going to go out there, get out there and get known, you do need these pieces of the puzzle. Uh, then once you have that, then you start begin, beginning at the very least, maybe seven different products and programs. Um, yes. The very start with maybe a book or audio book, but then from there, you know, put it into other pieces where your, you know, your audience would like to consume it. So that's really it. And then from that point, we didn't even really talk about the other part, but the other part is just really getting in media and getting your, your name out there. Television, obviously radio. And you're so good at that. You know what? I, I will say that this. That's the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> to me, the other part is is if they're not clear, it just like drives me crazy. But once they're clear, it's like, okay, we can get you on these particular shows and things like that. But yeah, it's but you know what? We can I can always tell those who've been through the brand accelerator accelerator program, and it's simple. They have amazing confidence because they've gotten clear on their message yes. and you have helped them just sort of package who they are and be able to present and pitch who they are. And pitch. you can, I get it. I can always tell who your graduates are because they are a lot more <laughs> they clear and they are confident. It's the confidence um, is a byproduct of your program. 
Thank you. That's one of the things they do have to pitch because I said, I'm a publicist and I can pitch you, but you know, there's so much media out here. You really have to learn how to pitch yourself. You can run into someone on Clubhouse and you have to better be ready to pitch or mm-hmm. on, on LinkedIn and just be ready to pitch yourself and know what you're going to say. And then they're going to Google you. And yep. then what is it going to say? So that's where I says, okay, we got to get your whole brand together, you know, your whole brand together. And we were on Clubhouse the other day when someone said, and I never thought of this, Roz, and they said, I have different bios depending on which room I know I'm going to go in. I was on that call. I was I like, I never thought really about it. That was really, yeah. yeah. I, said, I never thought, because I put, I put that one Clubhouse the bio up there and it stayed there. But she says, no, I just, you know, I'll switch it out depending on who the audience is that I'm going to go on their stage. I thought that was genius. That was Natalie, Natalie Buller. Because it was genius. That was genius. That was it. Because I have different ones, but I never change them out like on in real time on live on things Mm -hmm. like that. So that was really, really the things. So want people to know they can go to expertmaker.com. If they go there, what can they find, Roz? Um, you know what? That they'll find more information about me, uh, the show, my programs. Yes, the television show. Any uh, services that I offer, you'll there. You'll also be able to book me to speak. I am a speaker as well, and I am filling up my 2022 calendar. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, that's one of the best things too. As a uh, coach or consultant, speaking is a is obviously to give value, and you're getting you know, you'll get monetary rewarded for that. But also too, it's a great marketing tool. It's it a great marketing the, tool. So in my mind, it's the number two marketing tool. It is the second best marketing tool. Yes, number one is the television show. Number two is speaking. <laughs> that is it. That That is one of the things. Well, Roz, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been really my good. Pleasure. I was looking forward to having you on this show for the longest, for the longest. So I probably will be seeing you around in some of the conferences as we come out. Uh, SpeakerCon was one of th- where we saw each other. So yeah, I know it I was so nice to meet you in person. Yes. And you are exactly the same on Clubhouse as uh, you are in person. So it was <laughs> nice to finally meet you in person. That was terrific. A little bit more, a little bit more live. We were dancing. I was so glad to be out though after like the, the pandemic. I was so glad to be anywhere. I was like, woo people and uh so everybody was safe no one had got COVID. i mean it was just it's it's time now for it's really time we can't stay in forever we do have to get back out there in those streets and really meet people face to face i love Streamyard and all of that but it's really it's a different it's a different energy when you're meeting people yeah, it's true it's true yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, when you're in the room with someone it, right. it is a different energy yes, so i'm yes. glad that i did get to meet you in person and to experience your personal energy for a little while. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. Get out there, get known podcast. Please like, share, uh, review this podcast, tell other people about it. Every week we have PR colleagues, uh, those that are branding, anybody who can help you get out there and get known. And if you gain some nuggets from Roz, please leave a little comment down below. Um, and then also just tell other people about it as, as well, because we don't want to be the best kept secret about this show, even though we're on show number 70 ish or so. Uh, it's been around a while. You're listening on iHeart or you could tell Alexa, you know, to, to play, get out there, get known podcast, and it'll start pulling it up. So go back and binge all the ones that you missed and uh, get some nuggets, get your notebook out. And then the main thing is take action. How about that? 
So information is nothing without implementation. So we want to make sure that you implement things as well. So if there's one thing you learned today, make sure that you do that. And the questions, go back and replay this and the questions that Ron said that you should ask yourself to really get that clarity. Getting clarity is so key. And then you can then you can move into the strategy. Yeah. All righty. Thank you, Roz. And I will talk with you later. God bless. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com, where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PamPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch in order to be considered in media places or superstar stages. PamPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.